We believe in growth and continuous learning. We believe in educating and sharing knowledge. We believe the body is miraculous and is able to heal with the proper nutrition and support. And we believe the right mindset is key to your success. I'm Amanda Golightly. And I'm Kate McDowell. And this is Limitless Health. Live well naturally. All right, so welcome to the show today. Uh, I'm here along with Kate and we're talking with Paula Yoles today and she is the owner of Body Mind Food Freedom and also the founder of End Emotional Eating Sisterhood and we're going to dive in and find out a little bit more about you and what your story is. Just get us started. Well, thank you Kate and Amanda for having me. Thank you for being um, on. Yeah, so I am on this journey to help women with ending emotional eating because that's how my journey started. It started actually way back in childhood, really, I'd say started kicking in stronger around sixth grade. Uh, I started, you know, for my family just actually I grew up in two households. So between the two households, there just wasn't quite the emotional support I needed. And I found myself turning to food to soothe myself. I did not have awareness of that. <laughs> in sixth grade. I didn't understand that. Um, what I understood is I was eating a lot and I was putting on weight and I didn't feel good about myself when I was a chunky kid. And, you know, I just didn't feel like cool enough but whoever feels cool enough in middle school and high school I don't think anybody does but nope. even the cool kids probably don't but whatever that means but um and so I just started trying to I was really focused on food I was focused on trying to lose weight or figure out what foods I should be eating or shouldn't be eating what diet I should be on or not be on um, I, I tended to not do a ton of exercise. So emotionally, I'd be beating myself up around that. Um, and also emotionally beating myself up around like I'd wake up in the morning and be like, Oh, okay, I'm going to be good today. Um, you know, and I'd make it partway through the day, and then I wouldn't. And then I'd be, you promised yourself you won't do it. And you did it again. And just this whole huge negative mind chatter that was an inner dialogue going on and on and on and so I grew from there into high school and then into college and the journey and just kept growing particularly the emotional beating myself up part and um, the whole negative inner dialogue and it didn't really have awareness of how that connected in with food um, I was still focusing on what food should I be eating? What food shouldn't I be eating? And then as I got older, I also started having, well, actually when I was little, I had stomach aches a lot and I was um, constipated a lot. Um, and I didn't, again, like it just was normal to me because that's what I grew up with. You know, I didn't realize that. I shouldn't. It's just what I knew, right? Right. That's what I yeah. knew. I knew the stomach aches and my family was trying to help me figure that out, but we couldn't quite ever figure it out until I got older and I figured it out. And then in college, it continued the weight the un and it started pulling down on my emotions too, because mm -hmm. if you're constantly like beating yourself emotionally, you're not going to feel good. And I started having other digestive, I had gut health issues, I had um, you know, stomach aches. And, and then 
in my early 30s, at the time I was married, um, I was an elementary school teacher. Um, my son, I had had a son, my son was little then, toddler, and it was just one foot dragging in front of the other. I'd go off to work to teach, I'd come back home. First thing I do, I'd go straight to my best friends, Ben and Jerry's. I pull them out of the freezer <laughs> with my spoon and just sort of stand there like in a coma almost, mm -hmm. e eating one spoon after another. You know, and for somebody who's listening for you, it might not be ice cream, it might be a bag of chips or um, a bag of cookies or a chocolate bar or, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. It could even be like a big bowl of leftover stir fry like it doesn't really matter it's kind of a numbing out with food and eating and then I'd hear my spoon go clunk and that would wake me up out of that comatose kind of state and I start beating myself up again that whole same thing why do you do this you promised yourself you wouldn't what is wrong with you you can't figure this out and luckily one of my friends was brave enough to call me out on this we were out on a walk and she took the risk because this was a big risk and she said she said paul i'm really concerned about you you seem like you're getting more and more unhappy and you're putting on more and more weight and she said it really lovingly but i could have been so pissed off at her of course <laughs> that is love though to take that risk and tell you what's really going on what they saw yes and she's still one of my closest friends so amazing <laughs> and that moment was a pivotal moment for me because I actually had thought people didn't know how miserable I was yeah. I mean they could see like I had the weight on but I didn't think emotionally they knew I thought I was covering it up my experience now with that having worked with lots of women who are emotional leaders is most emotional leaders are functioning on top of it and mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily show outward or we think it doesn't. And so from there, I said to her, I, I took the risk. Instead of pretending, no, I'm fine, it's okay, I said, you're right, and I have no idea what to do about it at all. And she already knew, like, I've been trying different diets and, you know, all that. And she said, I don't know either. So, you know, but I, that was my first, what I call yes to me. And I, I said, I, I, you're right. And I want to change. And it was a yes to me somehow opening up the door to possibility of change. Amazing. And, and so, and that takes like looking back on it, it takes bravery to do that. And I feel like that's one of the things that I want women to know and if there's any men listening to this too and you're in the situation where you're using food to soothe yourself yeah it's scary but you can get to the other side you know it's possible it, i'm not saying it's an easy journey I'm not, and it's not a quick journey necessarily because you know it was like decades for me of yeah. eating my you know so there i was i'm like i don't know what to do but i want to change and a couple of weeks later, a different friend who was um, studying in the heal a program called the Healers Program, she, they needed some practice clients. 
and she invited me and I had heard a little bit about this program she was in and I knew I had something to do with food. And so I, you know, that was to me what the issue was, was, mm-hmm. was, the, was food and I was eating too much of it and I couldn't stop. And so I said yes to doing that. And I went um, and her mentor, his name's Tom Monty, her mentor was going around from group to group and he came to my little practice group. He knew nothing about me except for my name. And they told him like two other like minuscule little facts. And at the same time, he knew a lot about me. It was like magic. I I didn't know how he knew. And And I left there. I was like, whatever this man can do i'm in and i and i signed up for his healers program it turns out what i learned is that he can do body reading it's the ancient Mm -hmm. asian art of body reading like acupuncturist can read your tongue and your and right and things like that so he was able to do that on me and know things about me what he it is amazing and like imagine things happening for a reason it's so interesting listening to your story and and the timeline and the sequence of things because i can relate to it very much with my own journey too but it's it's like if that if you had had that experience with him like two years prior to that would you have been available for it right? Probably not. Your friend coming to you and planting that seed in that turning point moment, a lot of the times for people, you kind of need that sort of shift because when your awareness opens up, that's when things appear and things come into your life. Exactly what I was thinking. You were now open to it and what you needed appeared. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Hence you could say like, wow, this is amazing rather than (laughs) cuckoo. This is out there. I don't think so. Yeah. And at at that time, I didn't have that understanding of like, I opened the possibilities. Like now I can look back and I understand Mm -hmm. that and it makes sense to me. But back then I was like, no, I just experienced this concrete thing with this guy. I don't know what it is. And, but it's powerful. And I'm going to say yes to me again, you know, and go for it. And that really began the journey. His, the healers program was, is not targeted at ending emotional eating. He, what it, he, he's not, um, he's not offering it anymore. He said he might start it up again soon. So, which is great, but um, it, it's really a container to step back into connection with yourself to heal the things from the past that are holding you back, that keep showing up in your mm-hmm. present that are you know and also um um body wellness also through food so he helped me make tweaks to what i was eating so that i could also be physically healthier like my chronic constipation cleared out and mm-hmm. cleared cleared away and my stomach aches cleared away and i ended up being in working doing his second level too so I was worked with him for two years and just really dove in to doing inner work to doing self growth do you have a further message for people behind that because you had been saying no to yourself up until that point and then said yes for the other people who are still saying no to themselves for whatever reason is there something further behind that like another message you can give for them to maybe so they can say yes to themselves too I 
I think you already want to say yes to yourself. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're reading self-help books, if you've tried a gazillion different diets, you're already saying actually yes to yourself. You haven't found the door yet that will open, you know, and there's this piece where a lot of the times, like I said, like I was focused on the food. There's this whole other piece. I think food is very important. It's our food. It's our fuel. You know, if you if you have a car and you put bad gasoline or you put water in the car, it's not going to work well or run at all. So it's Absolutely. the same with our bodies. And there's this whole other piece of saying yes to yourself is around being willing to step into the emotional side. And if you're an emotional eater or stress eater or a binge eater, nighttime snacker, and those are all to me, emotional eating, mm -hmm. um, you're, and I'm saying this with compassion because I've been there and I still occasionally am. It's not like it's never in my life anymore. <laughs> I just want to be real about that, but it's not my driving force. And I have the tools to get out of it quick is that you, you're avoiding your emotions and it's not your fault. That's the other message of saying yes to yourself is knowing it's not your fault for whatever reason. It's somewhere along your journey. You needed to find a way to soothe yourself because the structure wasn't there. The support wasn't there, you know, either in your family structure or some your work structure or whatever it is. And so you turned to food and it was a wise choice at the time. And our brains like to stay stuck in what feels safe. Comfort. <laughs> yes. Yep. So saying yes to yourself is scary and it's going to help you move forward. Absolutely. Perfect. I love what you said too about the, that there was kind of two parts when you were in the healers program and the part about learning the lesson because a lot of the times when people do make a change, especially if it's a nutrition related change or any kind of health goal, if there's a lesson there that you haven't learned yet, you're going to repeat the same cycles over and over and over again. And so like, what was the lesson for you that you needed to learn at that time? Well, I, I don't think it's one. I think I learned a lot of lessons. So, and I'm still learning more. One of the big ones was out of as I was growing up is I, and I think I could say a hundred percent, all of my clients have, have been and are empaths. Mm -hmm. And so most of <laughs> yes, exactly. Kate, Kate's raising her hand for those who can't see, which is everybody. So, right. So as an empath, we feel things. It's a gift. We feel other people's emotions. We're intuitive. We can, we're a people person and society shuts us down around it. We're told we're too sensitive, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so we learn to shut it down and then we disconnect from ourselves. And so that's what I was doing. I had shut myself down. I had disconnected from myself and I was going outside of myself for decision-making like if you ask my mom, she couldn't stand taking me something as simple as shoe shopping because we'd go and I'd go to every single store in the mall because I couldn't 
most kids are like, yeah, I want those shoes. You know, Mm -hmm. I couldn't make even that decision because I had checked out on myself so much. So that was one of the biggest lessons was I had to learn how to be more in myself and be able to be like, what is my decision? And not take in other people's opinions, not go out of myself. Doesn't mean I wasn't getting support and I needed it, but I wasn't letting other people actually drive my brain for me. Yeah, it was a growing moment for you. It was huge growing moment. Yeah. So, and that's a lot of um, that. I think it's the biggest lesson I learned because I literally would like emotionally boost out of my body. Yeah. So even when I was being coached, he would keep, he'd be like, where are you? Bring you back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where are you? You know? And you've mentioned uh, the the mind chatter that you had as well. Uh, Obviously, I I assume that may still come up from time to time. I know a lot of, myself included, as well as others are probably experiencing that as well, where you've got this cycle of things you say to yourself. How is it different now for you? Do you are you able to quickly notice when you get into that cycle and get yourself out of it? How does it different? Yeah, so I'm still working on it. I think that could on some level be a life journey. Mm-hmm. I want to back up before I say where I am now. There was two big pieces for that to shift for me. One was doing like I just talked about learning to connect to myself, being more present myself, which means then I'm loving myself and caring for myself more. The other piece was related actually to food. I, um, with the guidance of my, of Tom, my coach at that time in the healers program, um, I got off a refined sugar. I got Mm -hmm. off a white sugar, brown sugar, you know, got off a refined sugars. I, I, um, I, and I can't remember then if I got off a of honey and maple syrup then, but I eat honey and maple syrup now. So I got off of it and I was doing so many different things at once during all this deep self-growth and making these small food changes, but one after another over a two-year period. So it was a little hard to tell like what was what, but there were certain times on that journey where I'd slip back into eating the white sugar and, and it took a... And, I call this like doing a science experiment. I unintentionally did a science experiment. I got off the sugar for a while. And then I'd go back on, you know, for two, three, four days, maybe a couple weeks or whatever. And the mind chatter would come back like heavily, the negative beating myself up in a way where it had really calmed down a lot. But I didn't make the association that sugar was doing that to Mm -hmm. me until I had done this unintentional science experiment of going <laughs> off of it and then back on it, you know, two or the three process. times. Yeah, yeah, two or three times. And then I, I made the connection. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's what refined sugar does to me. You know, so um, it's not worth it to me because I don't, so there's this, and since then with studying, like there's actually now research coming out showing that that, it, you know, so it wasn't, it's not like just me, it's for, a, it can, it could be life changing experience inside your brain to get off of sugar. Absolutely. So, so now for me, yeah, I'm, I catch it more quickly when I'm beating myself up because I can do it without being on refined sugar too. <laughs> um, so I try to stop, do some breathing to get myself out of my fear or whatever is coming up for me. 
Um, I might do some tapping. And for people who don't know what that is, it's using your acupuncture points and lightly tapping on them with your fingers. That helps your nervous system get out of fight or flight. And I um, might do some connecting to my younger self and seeing what's going on because it's probably triggered something from the past. And it doesn't have to be a long process. Sometimes it's like 30 seconds and I'm able to transition. Other Perfect. times I need Do you have like an sit. example of the breathing technique? Because maybe other people might be able to use it as well. Well, the thing is longer on the out breath. Okay. okay so that is the... Um, and I didn't invent that, <laughs> that there's research showing that if you breathe shorter, breathe on the in-breath and then longer on the out-breath, that gets you out of fight or flight, that calms your nervous system. If you want to get like your energy up, because maybe you're, I don't know, you're feeling a little low energy, then you want to do shorter on the out-breath. But when you're in that fight or flight and negative self-talk, which that is what negative self-talk is, you're in fight or flight with yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't think it has to be any major routine. There's all yeah. different ways to do it. Yeah. yeah. Just little, little bits of information are great to have for people if they're in that moment and they're yeah. experiencing that as well. Just that little technique they can do for themselves. Mm -hmm. And as you said, 30 seconds or whatever it is, is yeah. awesome to and, have. And that breathing too, Amanda and Kate is great when, or if you realize I'm about to emotional eat or I'm in the middle of emotional eating it's really hard to pause yourself, but if somebody can pause themselves and stand there literally even with the door of the fridge open and be like, I'm going to take five breaths with slow on the out breath, probably by the time you get to the fifth breath, you'll feel your shoulders drop a little bit. You might be able to back away from the fridge. Maybe. Fantastic. Just breaking <laughs> the, the cycle of the unconscious programming taken yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. Great. That's great. Yeah, I was waiting for Amanda to pipe in with that one with <laughs> her hypnotherapist background. And yeah, because unconsciously, a lot of the times we do things without making the choice to do it. And then afterwards, you're like, why did I do that? And you mm -hmm. don't even almost remember making the choice to do it. Right. So yeah, the deep breathing, that's such an, a powerful like nugget that you just shared that hopefully, you know, if you if you were listening and you didn't catch it, re rewind because that was like super simple and a really a really important one for anyone. When it's any decision or anything that you find yourself doing, just automatically to take a second and just like take a few deep breaths and let your you know, nervous system calm down for a few minutes is great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I so mean, I that's one of the things I do a lot now. I like around and not just food. Anything starts like stressing me out i just like breathing and i might be breathing and tapping too so yeah amazing okay so that's how you helped yourself and that's a bit of the process that you went through how do you help people how do you use it to help people now so um i gave a little inkling into it when i said for myself where i do checking in with my younger self and do maybe do some um the tapping so the women who come to work with me, they are at the point usually where they've already realized it's actually not really about the food. They're ready to do some of the inner self growth and they're not sure how to do it. They need the support and the container for it. So that's really like 80% of the work that I do with the women that I help to end emotional eating. And then 20% of it is 
habit or lifestyle changes connected around either food or um, exercise. A lot of them want to be moving their bodies more than they are. And they usually actually already know what kinds of foods they want to be eating and not eating. So I don't have a set way that I think you should be eating as my client. There are certain things that I don't think are um, nutritionally valuable for anybody's body, like drinking a lot of soda, you know, soda pop, I wouldn't be recommending. But if one of my clients like I want to have it once in a while, I'm not going to tell them you can't at all. It's really a partnership. But that's more like 20% of the work. The bigger part, the 80%, which is missing from a, this journey of ending emotional eating for most people is leaning into feeling your emotions. And so I have a whole framework where we connect in with your younger self we do visualization and it's connecting into healing your relationship with your body healing your anxious patterns that you might have forgiving yourself from things that you might have done in the past stepping into your power more reconnecting to yourself um, and it's all it's it's kind of hard to explain. I, I've been trying to figure out an easier way because it's it's pretty experiential. I'm sure mm -hmm. like the like the what you what you do, Amanda, is probably more experiential too, right? So yeah, but there is this piece where like what I can explain concretely is we're doing connecting to your younger self and without having to go into any traumas or major wounds, like we don't have to go into that. It's really more about connecting to your son, younger self for yourself. It's not about digging up the stuff from the past. Hmm. And it's also about using visualization to help your brain and energy of your body, your energy centers, called, which can be called chakras, to become more alive for you to feel them because you shut down. I'm assuming you might be an empath if you're emotional eater, but you don't have to be, but probably you are and you've shut that down. So we want to open that back up in a safe way. And then your brain, our brains are trained also and designed to, like we, like we said earlier, to keep us safe so that it gets stuck in its patterns. So using tapping on the acupuncture points allows the brain really get out of fight or flight. It's been used, they've done tons of research and it's been used and is used still with um, war vets to help them get out of post-traumatic stress disorder. And so to me, like that says it all, like if you can help somebody who's been mm -hmm. through war get out of post-traumatic stress disorder by using their acupuncture points to tap um, it's huge. So the three of those combined, the visualization, the connecting to your younger self, connecting in with, I guess I'm adding forth by talking about the chakras, the energy, and then re allowing your brain to get out of fight or flight, then we can help it repattern and take in compassion and honoring, which is what you need to reconnect to yourself so you can get out of the food cycle. Would you say with that connection with the younger self, you're essentially 
going through that process, you are supporting your your younger self and then maybe taking back some of the lessons that you need from that as well. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah, that's a piece of it. And a big piece of it is bringing compassion to your younger self, which is actually really bringing compassion to your present self. Because our younger self is our present self yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways. True. And there's things from our past that we keep holding on to or keep beating ourselves up around those cycles, those patterns. Yeah. That keep those cycles are, yeah. Right. So I'm not sure if that answered your question. So I think okay. so. Basically you're, you're supporting your current self and your younger self through that process of working with you. And right. I like how it's like with a lot of talk therapies, you're de you get digging into all the pain points that you've dealt with. And I appreciate how this is a gentler version to get to the same outcome. I, I'd really appreciate that. And I like too that like we've heard a lot of in the research and stuff that we've done as well that like you said, you bury stuff down and we carry things around for our whole life. And a lot of the times emotions and past trauma and it could show up as emotional eating, but it can show up as illness as well because it's stored in our organs. It's stored in different parts of our body and that carries so much weight to it and can have such an impact on us mentally, emotionally, physically, in so many different ways. So yeah, I love that you have this program available for women that gives them the opportunity. Well, yes, we're addressing the emotional eating thing, which is really powerful and really important to talk about as well. But ultimately you're giving them tools that they can use in so many ways as well. Like it's pretty life-changing. I think it's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I want to, um, I agree with you about the physical health that it really impact our emotions really impact our physical health. Because like I said, I had chronic stomach aches, I had con con chronic constipation. Um, as, and then when I was getting older, um, I had like joint stuff. And then when I did this deep emotional work and made some changes, you know, some changes to my food, but mainly the emotional work, that stuff, cleared up and yeah. the and and I had an extra like 35 40 pounds on me and that just came off without me trying um and that and and so energetically we could also be holding on to weight as a protection and we needed to do that and again it's not your fault and if you're ready to say yes to you that's part of the puzzle is there's an emotional piece to it. Amazing. Well said. What's the best way people can get a hold of you if they want to reach out and work with you? So the best way is if you're on Facebook, come on over to my free Facebook group. It's called End Emotional Eating Sisterhood. And in there, I share actual concrete things you can try and do. I'm there to answer questions. You'll be in a community of other women who are going on the same journey and understand you in addition to me understanding you. Um, sometimes I do workshops. So that's a great place. And the other way, and there's lots of ways to contact me, but the other way that would, you can always just email me, even if you want. Um, it's my name, Paula at Paula Yoles. Y O L L E S dot com. You can look on the show notes, probably easier. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not a common last name. 
And I'm also on Instagram by my first and last name. So those are the three places. And I'm really available to connect. So don't be afraid to reach out. Awesome. Do you work virtually or in person? How do you? I uh, mostly work virtually online. My clients are all all over the United States and Canada. Um, I have a few clients that are local and I might see them in person. So fantastic. That's great. I think that's, I think that's the, just any other final like thoughts you want to leave for people or any last message? My motto for myself and for you is you deserve to eat healthy. You deserve to think healthy. So find what is the door that will help you step into yes to you. Wonderful. Thank you. We really appreciate you coming on and speaking with us today and sharing your journey, uh, your personal journey and how you can help people because that's all, that's why we're here. That's why we're all here. We want to help people get better from where they are and know that they can live a better life. It is open to them. There is that option. They don't have to continue living how they currently are. Uh, and having that awareness is key. So I'm, I'm grateful for you for coming on and sharing that with them today. So thank you very much. Thank you, yeah. Kate and Amanda for having me. Thank you.